Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody listening to the Independent Corner. I'm your host, uh, Jonathan Moody, and uh, with me is my co uh, my co-host for tonight as well, uh, Brandon Slagle. Hi there, everybody. How you doing? And uh, our guest, special guest tonight, is Tony Moran. How you doing, Tony? Very good, guys. How you doing? I'm doing great. Brandon, you said I, you were doing great. <laughs> I'm just doing better today than I have been doing. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Peachy Kino. Was that? Peachy Kino. Peachy Kino. We're, it, we're all it, doing Peachy Kino. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Tony, uh, I guess uh, we'll start it off. Um, how did you get into acting? Um, the very, very beginnings of that started when I was nine and my little sister Erin was five and we had had a Christmas party at our house and an agent happened to show up, you know, that we didn't even know, just by chance. And she uh, saw me and my little sister and thought we'd be great for, you know, TV or whatever. So, so her an agent and I just showed up at your house? What's that? Was it at your house or the Christmas yeah, party? Yeah, the, the Christmas party was at our house, yeah. My house, growing up, and uh, she just happened to tag along with some friend of a friend or something like that. So she saw us and said, thought we'd be good. So we did a, her and I did a commercial when we were nine and nine and five years old, and for a director called Lee Lacey, and it, it aired once, and it aired on the first time that the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas came on, and uh, but it was a big budget commercial. Because that was this guy, Lee Lacey, that was what he was known for. They flew us around to like three or four different states in the wintertime trying to find the exact right hill with the exact right snow and blah, blah, blah. And it was just such a drag and cold and miserable. And I was an athlete. And, you know, I've always been independent. And when we got back, I said, there's no way I'm doing this crap. There's no way. So I got out of it until I was about 19, 19 years old, I guess I was. And the agent that I had back then, Aaron still had, and she kept asking me year after year to get back into it and so on and so forth and so fun. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. It sounds like fun. I'll do it for fun. And uh, went into acting classes, did that for a while, and and that's that's how it started. You know, the second career. Awesome. Um, yeah. So did you, you didn't go to any kind of like, did you, not t- you took uh, classes, but did you go to like school for it at all, or no, no, mm-mm. Hmm. you know, and, and even in in, in the, the classes that I took, you know, um, you know, I learned a lot, but I also learned that I, you know, I, I kind of already kind of took, you know, I already kind of knew it instinctu- instinctually. So, but yeah. but it was still good, still good to work with other actors and you know, play around and, and do all that stuff, and it, it, it did help a lot. You know. Yeah, uh, it gives you the chance to own everything because you know so many people I think do have a natural talent for it, but they don't really know what to do with it. So, you know, classes help some people more than others, but it's still good to you know have that experience of working with people and kind of being guided and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Working it out and playing with stuff and, you know, uh, you know, it, you know, you know, just kind of exploring. Yeah, exploring exploring stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what I yeah. that's what that's what I got out got the most out of was was just the freedom to explore and to trust myself doing that. Yeah. 
Do you have any particular teachers in school that like had affected you? Um, no. Kind of, okay. <laughs> nope. That's fair nope. enough. <laughs> no, I mean in school. You mean mean like the acting school or high school or something like that? Either one. Yeah, in in high school, you know, I didn't have anything to do with acting. I was a surfer and a and a athlete. I was being scouted by the Angels out of out of high school to play second base, and I was heavily into surfing. It was until I was about forty one, forty two years old. You know, I just wanted to do my own thing. You know, and I yeah. saw the life of my little sister, and I was like, you know, there's no way I want any part of that. You know, so but this this teacher that that uh, the the acting school that I went to. Um, her name was Maria Gabetti, and she was the one that, that taught the class. So she was my only teacher as far as acting goes, you know, and uh, instructor, whatever you want to call it, um, partner, blah blah blah. And uh, she was she was the one that you know, you know, that I uh, took the classes from. She's she's the one that had the effect on me. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, after after this um, was uh, I guess Halloween your first uh, big gig, or did you do anything? Yeah. Else? Yeah, yeah, it was my first big gig, but I didn't really look at it that way. Um, <laughs> I was um, <laughs> I was a, I was living in, in in Southern California in a place called the San Fernando Valley in a little town called North Hollywood, and living on a couch and trying to get you know some acting acting gigs. Yeah, you know how it goes, and yeah. um, act, you know doing the waitering and the bartending and going out on interviews and so on and so forth. And um, there was a period of time, you know, not, not a long period, but a little while, where my agent called me up and she said, you know, I really apologize that it's been really slow and I haven't been able to send you out anything. It just hasn't been anything for you. She says, I do have this one thing. It's a real low-budget film. It's about $300,000 budget horror flick, B, B movie, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. And I'm like, well, who the fuck is that? Because you know? <laughs> I, I didn't know who she was at the time. So she explained it, and I go, well, you know, so what? Because... In 78, you know, horror movies was, you know, the scourge. You know, it was like, ew, you know. There was no horror movies out, you know, during that time, you know. So she said, well, you know, if you don't, you know, want, you know, if that doesn't do anything for you, Donald Pleasance is in it. And, then, and I was a huge fan of his. He's, you know, he's brilliant. And, then, and I said, okay, you know, and, you know, I thought about it. And I said, well, I said, it's a horror movie? You know, she said, yeah. And I go, oh, okay. Um, she, goes, she goes, and all I know is, she didn't even know how to wear a mask. She, she goes, all I know is you play some psycho guy. And I said, yeah. well, you know, and I needed the money. So I said, fine, I'll, you know, I'll go on the interview. So um, the, she gave me the time for the interview like three days beforehand. And, you know, I got into the whole method thing of not sleeping and, and showering and all that stuff. Uh, for three days, you know, on purpose, you know, didn't shave, didn't shower, you know, just, just gnarly, just a really, really, really bad attitude by the time the interview came around. And um, it was in the, the ghetto part of Hollywood, you know, in an upstairs office above some other, I don't even know, retail or I don't know, something. And it was, you know, the typical, you know, wooden stairways with the peeling paint off of it and stuff. And so I went there, I think it was an 830 8.30 interview time, and I went there, and I knocked on the door, and they asked me to come on in, and I went in, and over to the right was a desk with Erwin E. Blondes behind it, within a suit, clean cut, you know, and he introduced himself to me, and then he pointed over to the couch on the other side of the room, and 
so this is our my director John Carpenter and he stands up and he's got a ponytail down his back and I'm like holy Christ are you shitting me you think he's like a hippie or something yeah I mean you know you know I came from you know Happy Days my little sister being on Happy Days it was sort of like everybody's clean cut and all the corporate people and directors were all clean cut and you know all that stuff you know there was no such I knew nothing about independent stuff. I didn't grow up in that, you know. So I, you know, I said, I said, hi, how you doing? You know, shook his hand, and we talked for about ten or fifteen minutes, and then the, the interview was done. And then later the, that afternoon, you know, my agent called up and said, "Hey, you got the job." And I'm like, "Whoop de doo," you know, like because I, I was embarrassed, you know, because I didn't crazy. know who. I didn't, I didn't know who he was. I didn't, I didn't know about, you know, uh, Assault on Precinct 13, or I wouldn't even care if I did, you know? Yeah. It was a horror movie, you know what I mean, for crying out loud. But, so you actually heard about it that day. That's a pretty quick turnaround. Any film. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Well, you got to remember, you know, that, that film was, the, the movie was filmed in 21 days. Yeah. So they were, they were already filming. Oh, oh so they were actually it was, uh, wow. Yeah, you know, in the independent world, it's sort of like, like I'll give you an example. I'm doing a movie now called Beg out in Mm -hmm. Boston. Mm -hmm. And I go out, not next week, but the weekend after, and I uh, had asked Michael Berryman to be in the film, and he's going to be in the film, and he's playing a a pretty pivotal part in the movie, good part. And But see, when I first started Beg, it was, you know, a 20-minute or a 30-minute short back in October of 2007. Yeah, I had been hearing about it for a while. So right, right, yeah. right, right. So it wasn't. It was it, sure the guy wanted to make a feature film out of it. Yeah, but he didn't even have a whole script written for it. He just had this little short because that's he figured that's all he could you know be able to pull off. Yeah. So he hired. You know, he contacted me through MySpace and. And a lot, you know, a few, you know, a lot of people do. You know, they send me, they want to send me their scripts or whatever. But it was the way he came across that I responded to him. He was, he just had a quality about him that I just immediately took to. So he sent me the script, and then I called him, and he couldn't believe he was even talking to me because he'd never done anything before. You know? Hey, hey, I, I just, couldn't believe uh, you. Uh, you know, you called me that day. You know, I was like, whoa, great <laughs> coming from well, work, and then all of a sudden I get a. Uh, you know, I get a uh, you know a, a, a message from you, and I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> well, well, I, I appreciate that. It, you know, it, I, I, I see these things totally objectively. I don't, you know, I don't have a. It's not, I'm totally, uh, you know, I don't have an ego about this stuff. I mean, it's like it just depends on how people come across to me. You know, is basically how it goes. You know, I mean, for me. So, um, uh, but I appreciate that. But no, I mean, shoot, yeah, you know. I, we're, you know, I'm, I'm no different than anybody else. You know, I just got, you know, I got this thing going on, you know, called Halloween. So, anyways, um, there was a part in it, you know, that I had to play my wife. And, and I go to Kevin, the director of Beg, and I said, you know, do you, do you have this cast? And he goes, no. And I go, well, you know who would be perfect for this is PJ Souls. And he starts laughing, you know. Huh. And I go, I go, no, no, bro, she's my friend. She's a really, really good friend of mine. I, I let me. Uh, this is a terrific script. I bet you she'll do it. He goes, are you out of your mind? And I go, no, dude. They're all my friends. I'm fucking calling right up. So she, I call her up, send her the script. She calls me back. She goes, oh shit, yeah, I want to do this because the writing is so good. So that turned into 
you know, me, you know, chit-chatting with Tony Todd at Scarefest in Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, last August, you know, at a bar having steaks and a couple of drinks. And I said, you know, I think it, it would be good if you get into this movie, but I, I'm going to tell you, we have no money, you know. So, but, you know, him and I are really, really good friends and, you know, it took, took about a week and a half, but, you know, through his agents and managers and all that stuff. But he told me he would pull it off and he did even though his, his agent managers were appalled, you know, because <laughs> there, there was not just not a whole lot of money to give them, you know. So, And then that turned into Michael Berryman, and it's turned into a whole feature length. So my point is is that, yeah, they cast me, you know, probably while they were already filming, but just like Beg, it's the same thing. I mean, it turned, it started from a short, and then I told Kevin, I said, I can pull this, I can pull a lot of crap off, dude, if you need me to, be, you know, if you want to turn this into a feature, because we talked about it. And... He goes, well, yeah, hell yeah, I would. And I go, well, you know, just let me do my thing. And so every time I go out there, you know, like I'm going out in a week and a half or whatever it is, two weeks, you know, a little over, a little less than two weeks, you know, I get my scene for this, for this next upcoming shoot or a couple scenes. I still don't have the full script, bro. I've never <laughs> seen a full script yet. You know what I mean? And Brandon, as an actor, you must know, because you're an actor too, right? And methodic or whatever it was called. Yeah, methodic? yeah. Yeah. Methodic, right? You know, if if you got a if you got a you know a character, and you know you kind of know who the character is, but then you you know you start off doing a short on the movie, and then they go, nope, we're making a feature, and you're you know let's say you're the main character, and then you know you have to piece together and keep a cohesiveness about your character without even knowing what the turns you're going to be taking in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, does that make, exactly. Does that, make, does that make sense to you? Uh, no. Absolutely. There's a, there's a film I'm doing called a Shotgun Kiss that we started last year in uh, North Carolina, and we ended up not finishing it, and the, re, the additional scenes got delayed. In the midst of that delay, they ended up rewriting the complete script, and I haven't even seen it yet. So they've yeah, told me yeah. about the character, but it's I, I just know that it's different. So I, I look forward to seeing it, but right now I'm kind of like, hmm, I wonder where it's yeah. going. Well, is it a complete is it a complete reshoot, or is it are they going to piece together what you've already shot into this new new stuff? Well, there was some behind the scenes stuff that happened. With a couple people like dropped out about it, so I think they had to drop a couple of scenes because of uh, I guess creative control or whatever. Uh-huh, so as far uh-huh. as I know, they're they're keeping a lot of the. We had some like pretty big action set pieces, like we blew up uh, some police cars and hacked me to hack me to pieces and some other things that we're keeping. But it's so it's like we're they built a new story kind of around some of the set pieces we shot. Um, and I think they're right. taking some used to be kind of like natural born killers and making it more like uh, uh, more like uh, smoke and aces. Or something I see. like that. It uh, went from a horror film to an action film. I see. I see. Well, you know, yeah. So my, you know, my thing is that like this when I go shoot uh, in ten days or whatever, it's a flashback of ten or fifteen years ago. Oh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's. I love it because it's really challenging, but you got to understand, I mean, every time I don't even know what the next scenes are going to be until I get them. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, how, how do I keep my cohesiveness of my character and changes and all sorts of stuff, you know, but I'm, it's, 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 it's going very well. So, you know, that's good. That's yeah. Good. So, 
but so it's not it's not on on you know it's not it's not uh it's normal you know an independent film that that you would be casting somebody midway through you know because yeah. you get different ideas you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so is, that's pretty much what they had done with did they have an original michael myers like somebody else that just didn't work out or did they or did they just no. not have michael myers and then they finally had you and you they're already filming you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, and that's a good question. I mean, they they could have had it where maybe they never showed my, you know, the face of Michael Myers in the beginning, and maybe they midway through they thought, ooh, you know, what would be cooler is is to have his face for a couple seconds. That'd be chilling if we find the right person and all that stuff. And who knows? I don't know. Don't know. But was it like a one day shoot, or were you there for? Yeah. No, it was a one day shoot. One, one day, day shoot. shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I was looking on IMDb. It says for Halloween one, you uh, playing uh, Michael Myers, age twenty three, and then in Halloween two, age twenty one. It says twenty one. I know, I know. It's fucking <laughs> weird, isn't it? Yeah, it, that didn't make any sense. But uh, I haven't seen Halloween two in like so so long, actually. So uh, I guess did were you in? You were in that, right? Like. Oh, well, I was, but I never set foot on the stage. They had, they had called me up and asked me. If I wanted to be in it and all that, I said no, you know, you know, <laughs> and and uh, they said because uh, I never followed what happened to Halloween one back then. I never even followed it. I, I never even went to the premiere, you know. <laughs> so, um, um, what they did was they said, okay, well, can we use your footage from one and two and put your name in there? And I'm like, cool, fine, <laughs> excellent, sounds good <laughs> to me, you know. So you're pretty much archives, you know. The yeah, archives. exactly. Okay, um, now. Yeah. I, like okay, so it it goes. I saw you're like on the Waltons and a few other TV uh, gigs. You know, is that what you uh-huh. tried to do after Halloween? Did you try to yeah. get to that? Well, I didn't try. That's just that was just what I was being, you know, sent on. Okay. My agent, my agent had more connections towards TV than films. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, I did go out on I did go out on some, but you know, not a whole lot. She now, wasn't a really big, big agent. What was it like to work on chips? Oh God! <laughs> I was a big fan of chips when I was it worked, when I was really? a kid. I even had the little. Uh, they had these figures that were kind of like the small GI Joes, and I remember having both, uh, both of them, and uh, the, the 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 motorcycles, of course. And I would watch it all the time when I was like six and had no idea what was actually going on, but I loved yeah, it. So- that's so funny. Well, um, I loved it and I hated it, and I couldn't believe that they cast me as a cop. You know that I couldn't. I couldn't believe that. You know, Larry Wilcox was a was beautiful guy, just the nicest guy in the world. Eric Estrada, the whole different story. You know, I was on that that set for seven days because I had a pretty big part in it and all that. But he didn't say oh, hello or look at me once. Oh. And I was like, I thought you dick. What a dick, you know? And uh, they actually, when Larry Wilcox split from the scene, my agent called me up and said, you know, they're interested in you taking over Larry Wilcox's part. And I said, no, there's no way. I'm not, I'm not working with that guy. There's no way. There's no yeah. way. On the set, he was such a jerk. I mean, because that's why he got blackballed. That's why all of a sudden you didn't see him anymore, because he yeah. was such a jerk to Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Right. Did you, um, did you actually have scenes with him? Or, um, yeah, I think so, yeah, if I, if I can remember, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I yeah, did. What a way to what a way to build chemistry before your scenes. I know, I know, I know. Well, you know, it's uh, you know, it takes a tough tough will, dude. You know, you got to stay focused. I mean, there are those actors out there that just you know just think too much of themselves and try to pretty much get people to uh, to to uh, to make them seem like they're bigger than everybody else. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and doing Beg and getting Tony Todd and getting Michael Berryman, you know, although I haven't filmed with Michael Berryman yet, but, you know, you, the people in Boston, you know, they're just they're just people that just are trying to do their first gig. I mean, he did, Kevin McDonald, the director and writer, he and producer, and his wife, Shanna, they have a little short that they threw me into after it was filmed a year before that called Spilt Milk, but that's all they do. It's a little short film. but. Yeah. This is, you know, the big time. So when they hear that Tony Todd's coming out or PJ Souls and Michael Berryman and all that, you know, they're, they don't know what all they are is freaked out that they can't believe they're going to meet these people, you know. But on my perspective, uh, although I know them very well, although, and, I, and on the other hand, I've never worked with them, though, are they going to be assholes even though they're my really close friends or not? And my, my feeling was, no, they're, they're really close to me. I know my people really well. So I know they're not going to be like that. So it t- turns out, you know, PJ came on, complete gem. Tony Todd came on, and he was t- totally professional and totally great. And Michael Berryman will, will do the same thing, I'm sure. If not, they're going to have me to deal with. So and they they don't want to deal with me, you know, because I will I will take them aside and say something, you know. <laughs> exactly. Now, are you pretty much? I guess are they going to? Uh, credit you as like one of the producers or like associate. Oh yeah, producer. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. I'm part owner of the movie. Yeah. Part owner yeah. of the movie. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You were saying earlier that you were like, I mean, you're good friends with these people. I mean, uh, how did you like? How do you? How did you know PJ? Is that through like convention circuits or just? Through yes. Yeah. All through convention circuit. Yeah. Starting a little over three years ago is when I started the convention circuit. That's really cool, though. I mean, yeah. that, uh, I mean that's great though. That uh, I mean, like people pretty much just want you to come out there and uh, you know sign autographs, you know, and just get you out there, you know, and help you out. Yes, yeah, that's a strange thing though. You know, I mean, um, I, I was underground for so long on purpose so nobody could find me, you know, unlisted and all that on purpose because I just didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I got contacted by this this guy that met a buddy of mine at a party, you know, and my buddy knew not to give my phone number out, but this guy was working for a, a place called the horror channel and he did interviews. And he said to my buddy that, you know, he had look, been looking for me for like eight or nine years uh, to do an interview with me about Halloween. And I'm like, you're kidding me. And I'm like, and he goes, Gary, his name is Gary. And he goes, no. And I'm like, okay, well give me his number. Let me call him and feel this guy out and see what the hell's going on. Cause I don't understand this in the least. Cause I didn't follow any of this stuff. You know, I knew they kept making Halloweens, but I didn't know, you know. So he does this interview with me, and um, we finish up, and he's a mate. You know, Halloween is his movie, and Michael Myers is his deal. That's his favorite, right? So after we're through, he goes, have you ever thought about doing horror conventions? And I'm like, what the, what the fuck is a horror convention? What is that? You know, and he looked at me like, you know, like I was from outer space, and I'm and he goes, well, these are these conventions across the country that are specifically geared towards fans of horror. And you sign your autograph for 20 bucks a piece or whatever, and the fans come out. And, and I go, you're kidding me. 
is that you know you're not fucking with me, right? And he goes, No, no, this is true. This is true. And I'm like, Wow, you know. So you know, make a long story short, he 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 you know, I gave it a shot, you know, and I went out to um, my second one, the first one I don't even count because it was such a tiny one, but the second one I went out to was Chiller out in New Jersey, where, you know, what is there, like 10,000 people to 15,000 people to show up over a weekend, you know? Oh, oh yeah. And you see, and you, yeah, yeah, you see Pee Wee Herman there and Val Kilmer and Burt Reynolds and all that shit, right? And, I'm, and I get there. I didn't even take it seriously. I missed my flight. I was an hour and a half late on Friday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I put all, all my – I had, like, only four pictures at the time, and I put the pictures down, and I had a line, you know, of people. And I'm like – and I'm still I, – I, I just couldn't – I was blown away just blown away and i and i still am it's uh i'll never get used to it uh in a good way you know right um so and the the fans of horror i i I challenge anybody to tell me who's got better fans you know in a genre than horror for sure everybody is so supportive and they're i don't know it's it's hard to describe because they're they're it's not it's not like a cultish behavior or anything because they're so open and they're enthusiastic and they, they actually like talking to everybody. Exactly. And it's exactly, you you can't just, that doesn't just happen with a lot of things. It's like a, yeah, it's like a family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, when I was on the set of a movie called, uh, Zonthology up in, um, Richmond, Virginia, I was up there, uh, because I got invited by Tiffany Shepis, um, who you got to work with, um, Beg. But she and, was talking. And, spil- and, spil- and spilt milk, by the way. Oh, and spilt milk. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But she was talking to um, to Jim Jackman, who was a major asshole in baseballs. Uh, uh, <laughs> and she was talking to him, and uh, he was talking about uh, horror, and he had never been in a horror thing before. And she was like, "Oh, well, now that you're in a horror, you know, a horror movie, you have to go to conventions." And she actually mentioned Chiller as being the first one he had to go to. So oh, God. I think that's yeah. really funny that you would, you know, that would be, you know, that seems to be the yeah, one what, everybody's kind of talking about. Yeah, what an introduction to, to horror conventions, that's for sure. I mean, that's just 24 hours of, you know, on a Halloween weekend of just pure madness, dude. That's yeah. awesome, Mad- though. And madness. I mean, you get people taking chairs into the elevators and drinking. I mean, it's just nonstop. Party and, deba- and debauchery. It's just unreal. Half-naked women all weekend long and just, ooh, wow, just unreal. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be next weekend, too. I'm going to make sure of it. That's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you guys are both going to Fangoria, so, you know, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. You, yeah. And you're going to come by, right? We're going to meet up, right, Brandon? Oh, yes. I'm going to be there. Cool. I'm going to be there from Thursday night until Sunday. And uh, cool. I con- I convinced uh, Miss Jewel Shepard to come down, and you know she's not too big on these unless it's a Return of the Living Dead thing. But I got her to come out, so. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so cool. yeah, cool. so it's going to be a lot of people. I mean, I've heard a lot of people are going to be at that convention too. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to afford to fly out there. For just a week. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, but uh, you know, uh, Brandon tells me he's going to, uh, you know. Show me, uh, show me lots of pictures or whatever. Let me know what's up. You know, make, make me wish I was there. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. It's fun times. Fun times. But um, anyway, so I guess uh, also another thing is that I definitely want to know about. Um, 
How did you, how did you guys get Christina Klebe? You know. Um. Okay, you know, I'm gonna again. This this is like totally, you know, non egotistically. She heard I was doing a movie and she wanted to be in it. For real? Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 I shit you not. I shit you not. <laughs> I remember when awesome. Kevin called me. Kevin, my my director, Kevin McDonald, calls me up and he goes, "You're not gonna believe this." And I'm like, "What?" Because I know Christina. She's really cool. You know, she's a good chick. And um, he calls me up and she goes, he goes, I got an email from Christina Klebe. She wants to be in, she wants to know we got a part for her in the movie. And I go, cool. She, you're going to love her. She's great. Because <laughs> I talked to her, you know, at a couple conventions about the movie and stuff before. And I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about, you know, hiring her on because I didn't even, because I never know what the script's about. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know if there's a part for her. I have no idea. I, never, I don't even know, you know. So, but yeah, she, uh she had dropped my name and said, you know, she wanted, she was interested if there was a part. And, of course, you know, Kevin jumped at it and goes, hell yeah, and wrote, wrote her in. She got a good part, too. That is all. So they, wrote, so they wrote her part uh, originally, or was it one that was already kind of in the film that they uh, made to fit No. In? Brandon, I, I wish it was like that, but, no, you got to understand, you know, the movie, he, you know, Kevin's always had the movie in his head probably for four or five years. Yeah. But... He he wrote it. He wrote a scene for her. Oh, cool. He, yeah, he's brilliant about. I, I mean, I you know I cannot imagine how he does this. I just and keeps the whole movie cohesive. You know, yeah. uh, it's just it's amazing to me. You know, amazing. No, I mean I was looking at the trailer and it looks like it goes like you know, like there's a lot of stuff going on that they you know it looks like in that trailer it looks like there's even its own little short film. You know, with yeah. this, oh, you know, yeah. so many stuff that they could do with it. So I'm, I'm really, you know, I was anxious when I saw it to, you know, to see what's going on, especially with Tony and you and, uh, you know, uh, PJ and everybody. You know, Tiffany, like Tiffany, Debbie Rashawn, Christina Klebe, yeah, Michael Berryman, yeah. Yeah, and Debbie, yeah. Um, from whatever, Debbie was just like really excited to be in the movie too, like. She was uh, when she. I guess it was uh, back when she had MySpace herself. You know, she was like promoting it. You know. So, yeah, really, really, you're really cool. Yeah, she's a really cool chick. And um, really cool. So, so I guess you meet all these people at the conventions and stuff. I mean, do you hang out with them outside the conventions, or just at conventions? Uh, no, really, pretty much. You know, we're all pretty, pretty busy, pretty, pretty yeah. darn busy. Yeah, it's like next to impossible. Um. Michael Berryman I have a few times, but that's about it, you know. And even then it was business, you know. So, oh, okay. So you're just talking, yeah. like, for yeah. something? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Now, I mean, are you getting other projects or a lot of other projects coming to you because of BEG? Um, yeah, yeah, I am. You know, I, I've gotten, I've gotten some. Yeah, I've gotten some. Um, it, and I say that hesitantly because I really don't know how many because I'm not on MySpace very much, and you know, that's how you, that's the only way you can really can you know contact me. And uh, you know, there's there's stuff that 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 I I just kind of tune out because of the way they come across on the email. I just you know I'm not interested or something, you know. But yeah, yeah. But um, you know, and I think there's a lot of people. You know, well, there's a lot less now, but didn't even know I was doing doing bag, so or even knew about it. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So. Now, now, now it's coming across like everybody's, 
you know, uh, hearing about it, right? Like yeah. The buzz is getting about. And, like, Dread Central is mentioning it, and I think uh, probably Fangoria has probably mentioned Bag 2 and different right. uh, uh, sites. So I'm sure you're going you're gonna to get a lot more uh, friend requests and a lot more, uh, mm-hmm. you know, stuff going on for it. Um, yeah, yeah. Are you a big fan of MySpace? Do you like it, or do you just kind of? Oh, I love it. it. I lo- no, I love MySpace. Yeah, I actually, I re- actually really do love it. You know, I just wish I had more time to get on it. You know, and and do what I have to do on it. You know, I, I, it's really a cool thing, really cool. And I'd be honest with you, if I didn't like it, or if I was just doing it for business, I'd tell you. But I'm not. I, you know, I, I really do like it. I've I've gotten, well, like you. You know, the way you came yeah. across, I was like, well, I'll call this cat up for sure. He's cool. You know, I get the radio interview stuff I get all the time, you know, um, but I don't I don't take all of them on just because of the way they come across, you know. And yeah, I, I don't really I've, have. I've, I've really, talked to a couple of people that have, like, radio shows, and I just, uh, some of them just come off very abrasive and very, uh, I don't know. I I'm, I mean I I try not to come off as a fanboy. I try to come off as professional, but also I am a fan of most of the people that I, you know, want to interview. So you know. Yeah, as long as somebody comes across down to earth, I'm cool. You know, I mean, if they come across like they think, like they think there's somebody that they're not or uppity or or whatever, you know, see you later. You know. <laughs> Um, you know? Yeah, I'm, surpri- uh, I'm surprised. Uh, like, I mean, I guess you get a lot of uh, requests from different things. So, um, I do. I do. Now, are you going to be doing any other like regular interviews, like uh, pay, uh, press interviews uh, soon? Oh yeah. Or... Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Every time I go out to Boston, that happens. You know, <laughs> you know, like the horror, the horror, or something. Yeah, the horror people come on out that you know want to do interviews with me and stuff like that, which is really cool. You know, because then I get to pump Kevin and his wife, you know, the, the people that are doing the movie with me, because they're brilliant. Yeah. You know, he's a brilliant, brilliant writer. So, um, yeah, I, that, that, yeah, that'll continue, you know. So, and I got a, um, I got a, I'm going tomorrow morning to MTV with a, a veteran producer guy and my manager to, uh, he's, he, him and his partner, the, the producer came up with an idea for, you know, a reality show. So awesome. it's kind of, it's kind of secret, but it involves me and some, some other three other people and, um, it's a pretty good idea. So I, he, he's pulling me in for MTV. He's already gone to some other ones, but he's now pulling me in to talk to these cats as well, you know, and pitch it. So we'll see. Awesome. And then you say, can you say who these people are or, or would it give away the secret? Well, um, no, I cannot. <laughs> Just to be safe. I mean, I may be able to, but I'm not positive yet. Okay. Right. So, unless I'm positive, you know, I'm not going to divulge because that's not cool. Cool, you know. Yeah. But right. Yeah, next time we interview you, you'll be able. To, heavy, we'll be yeah, able to talk about it. I'll, I'll put it to you this way: they're heavy hitters like me. So. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool idea too. Really cool idea, as a matter of fact. So. Now I had seen that you you are and you told me that you were just at Tattoo Fest. How was that? In Tampa? Yeah, <laughs> that was that was one one good time. Let me tell you, it <laughs> <laughs> was one one good time. That was a really good time. We uh, we pulled that together. You know, I, I mean, yeah, I mean not to. You know, I, I got booked for it, but it, 
we pulled together a film crew out there, an independent film crew that that we knew that we wanted to have them film me at the convention and stuff like that because uh, I'm working on something else with my manager. But uh, he also, this cat that, that with the film crew, he was filming, um, he's filming a music video. And he asked me a favor of me if I would be in the music video. So I said, sure, you know, I'll do that, you know. And because uh, I've never done one. So I thought, hey, this would be fun, you know. So um, they they picked me up at the airport filming me, starting from down the down the escalator, and I didn't know this. And some chick jumps into my arms when I when I get out on the sidewalk and starts <laughs> kissing me. You know, turns out she's in the she's in the she's in the music video, and they had a hearse pick me up, and they filmed the whole thing. And we did it like two or three times, you know, so the, you know, the next time it wasn't surprised that she was jumping in my arms. But, uh, yeah, all the people at the at the airport were were uh, watching. And I had taken a 10 o'clock flight, PM, red eye, you know, got there in Tampa at 9 o'clock in the morning. And I didn't sleep on the plane, you know, which I usually can't. But I didn't. And uh, did that. Took me over to the location, which is in a real ghetto. I mean, really bad ghetto part of the this neighborhood that, uh, and uh, an abandoned house, filmed the video, went back to the hotel room, showered, and went right to the tattoo fest to do, to do the convention. So starting from that escalator, it was 24 hours nonstop. I mean, you know, there was, when you do these things, if you're in the right crowd, you know, I, you know, I promise you, you're not going to sleep. You know, so I had, you know, room, my room was filled with people, you know, you know, uh, three nights in a row <laughs> partying and stuff and jumping over the railing and going into the pool and, you know, and getting half naked in my room. And I get to the point where I just, by three or four o'clock, I just, I just, I went to bed You know, I go to bed. You know, I'm just, I'm worn out, you know what I mean? And the party's still raging, you know? So yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a really good time there. It's, you know, Tampa's a fun, fun town. Now, I mean, was that was that the first time it, uh, that you were at Tattoo Fest, or is that like the first time they had Tattoo Fest or anything like that? No, that was the first time I've been to Tattoo Fest in Tampa. I've, I've done, um, I don't know, I've probably done three or four other Tattoo Festivals. It's it's a crossover, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's horror and, um, and any, what else do they do? They're just horror. Tattoo, the horror just, yeah, tattoos and horror. I mean, Kane Hodder was there, Courtney Gaines, me, Jay LaRose, and Michael Berryman as the horror people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these tattoo places, these tattoo fests, they're trying to, because, you know, it's amazing. The tattoo stuff is a crossover, man. I mean, they're into horror. So yeah. it's a natural fit to bring, you know, to bring, you know, um, horror guys in. So, like, consequently, I'm doing a tattoo La Palooza in um, what what month is that? June, I think. I think it's in June, if I'm not mistaken. I'm yeah, um, doing that, and and you know, there's another one called Visionary, but it's a crossover. You know, I mean, it's a natural fit. You know what I mean? So let me see what the dates are on this here. Hold on a second. Okay. When is when is this when is this Justin? In June, right? Yeah, or July. Yeah, I think it's the 7th through the 9th of July. Called Tattoo... 10th through the 12th, Tattoo Palooza in 
in Miami, right? South Beach. South Beach. It's in South Beach. Nice. Yeah. So then I got this other big one in August or something like that called Visionary Tattoo Stuff again. But it's a natural fit. I mean, you know, they all, you know, are into it. I mean, like in, in Tampa, uh, this Tattoo Fest, as an example, there's a guy that, that came there, and he had a, on his back a whole Halloween scene of the house and a theater that had a billboard up that said Halloween and the Michael Myers mask and a, all over his whole, from his neck down. And he asked me to sign his back because Halloween and Michael Myers is his gig, number one gig. And so I signed his, his back and he, he had a tattooed. And then there's two other girls that, you know, had tattoos and they wanted me to sign their thigh and they had theirs tattooed and, this other guy had one on his ankle, and another girl had it on her on her on her elbow. That's tattoo. awesome. It, nice. So it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a natural crossover. It's a, you know it's it's intermingled. You know it's made, it's really not no separation kind of you know. But do you think it's kind of I mean do you think it's kind of weird for you, for you to have like your signature you know tattooed on somebody? Like I mean. I think oh I think it's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So like, I, I don't, some people might be weirded out by it, but especially on a chick's side, I think it's great. Oh, definitely. <laughs> right, Brandon? I mean, you'd probably There's, agree, right? Uh, well, in my uh, in my music days, I used I signed a number of girls' boobs. So uh, right, it's right, a beautiful right. thing. <laughs> right, right. They just right. never had it. As far as far as you know, they've never had a tattooed there. <laughs> no, unfortunately, that's the thing. Um, maybe yeah. one day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's a cool thing. They want to. They want to. You know, put your name in their skin forever. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, just, I'm just saying, like some people would be probably weirded out by it, but you know, it's great I, that you. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know who. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, as far I, as I, an act. As far as an actor or actress goes, I mean, if they can, you know, they, you know, they just, you know, we all love that stuff, you know. You know we yeah, just love I mean, it. Uh, do you get recognized outside of the uh, horror conventions at all? No, no, which is great. You know, <laughs> I love that. I love that anonymity. You know, especially like on the first day of like a convention, I can go out on the sidewalk and and go have a, a smoke or whatever, and nobody knows who I am yet. It's great. Now by Saturday. Saturday night, you know, Sunday, Saturday day, maybe Sunday day, you know, it's a whole different story now, you know. You know, I just get, you know, in a day. But it's, you know, I, I, what I get a lot is, and I've always gotten it, and when I was younger, they were right. They had saw me on TV, but I never divulged it. You know, they'd go, oh, you know, you look really familiar, you know. Who are you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm just me, you know. They go, no, no, I've seen you somewhere. I've seen you somewhere. I go, no, I don't think so. Don't think so. I'm not even from here. Money from here, <laughs> so, so I can walk away free. You know what I mean? But um, I guess like back then, you you said you were like kind of ashamed that you did like Halloween, you know, right? So you didn't not really... ashamed, well, kind of ashamed, I guess, but more embarrassed than ashamed. More embarrassed. And yeah. so now that you know, now that it's big and everything, um, have you gone back and watched all the Halloween movies? And I mean, nope. you know a lot. No. Nope. Nope. So I never saw. I, I never saw any Halloween's past Halloween two. Anyways, for real? and 
Yeah, for real. I never saw any. I saw maybe by accident because they were on TV flipping through the channels, you know, but I never watched. No, never watched them. They had no interest, you know. I wasn't in them, bro. (laughs) What do I I care? So you have gone back to watch Halloween 1 and 2, though? Yeah, but not very much. And mainly when I would do that was with my kids. Oh, okay. Joe, who who their daddy played and... Yeah, yeah. Like my daughter, who is now going to be almost eight in May, she she's been watching Halloween since she was four. You know, she, because she wanted to, not because I made her. And she wanted to. You know, I'm like, are you sure, honey? Because I've been there. I already did it. I know what I, I know what uh-huh. went down. I I know everything about it. I don't need to revisit it. You know, it's like you know I know what's going on. But but her especially, you know, she's so cute. She you know always wants to watch it. You know. Now, no. do you remember, like, I, I was going to ask you this earlier, but I totally forgot. Um, uh, when we were talking about John Carpenter or whatever, did you, uh, did he ask you, uh, like, do you remember any kind of, like, thing he told you specifically as direction when you were being nope. Michael Myers? Michael nope. Not, nope. Not really. I mean, we, we talked about a few things, but he never really gave me direction specific, you know, specifically. Um, but we talked about certain things and ideas of and his feelings about the character and all that and how I felt and what did I think and 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 so on and so forth. But that that was about it. Did you, you know, tell him what you pretty... really thought? No, no, <laughs> no. Once I no once I got on the set, you know, then I was totally committed. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not like. I'm not like that. Once I commit and I go do my thing, I, I'm I'm all in, you know. And, and with the, with the greatest attitude you could you could have on purpose, and because I want to, because otherwise I wouldn't be doing it. But right. once I was done, yeah, sure, I couldn't wait to get out of there. I was like, oof, oof, you know. Money to run. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah. And I don't, and I don't really like I don't even like watching myself anyways. To tell you the truth, so. When you're going back to the watching Halloween and Chips or Waltons, I, I have a very, very tough time, like, on vague watching my scenes, but I kind of have to because I'm I'm involved in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Are you somebody who watches it, like, when you watch yourself, do you, are you very critical of yourself, or um, is, it, is it more just strange watching yourself, period? Because, like, me personally, if I watch anything, I try, I notice everything I think I did wrong. Um, yeah, and that's typical. Yeah, yeah. The only thing, the only thing I could say about that, and not to be pompous either, but you know, like advice is that, you know, if you prepare yeah. and you get into doing what you're doing, and if you see stuff that you don't like, well, it's usually you're going to be wrong about your assumption or what you're your your what you're seeing because. You got to remember, you're in character, and what's coming out is totally natural. That's, I mean, it's in yeah. the moment. Ho- hopefully, it's in. You're, you're acting within the moment, so you don't exactly. know what you're, what's going to come out of you, and you don't know how you're going to be, and all that. So, no, I'm not really that critical of me. I mean, a little bit, if I watch too much, because that's natural. If you watch it too many times, then you start, you know, you start doing. It. But, but no, um, I, I'm not that critical of me because. If I was, my feeling is, and this is just mine, Brandon, it's not everybody's or anything, but if it's mine, then I'm kind of going against my art because right. I know I prepared and I know I, I did what I did in the moment and I gave my fullest and, and whatever and was as, as completely in that character as possible. So whatever comes out, that's it. 
usually when I talk to people that are critical of themselves is that they're kind of uncomfortable to see them do certain things that they don't normally do. Or they feel like, oh, I should have done this. But they're saying that when they're already out of character. So you, it's right. not fair. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, as far as advice goes, I'd, I'd say just remember you're not watching you. You're watching your character and just let it, let it be, you know. Protect your, protect your character and protect your art and love it as much as you can, you know. Yeah, and that, that's a very good perspective too, especially um, what you just said about uh, seeing things you wouldn't normally do. And that's exactly the way it should be looked at, actually, because exactly you shouldn't right. be doing the things. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing the things you're you're normally doing. Not at all. I mean, unless you're that's playing right. yourself in a biography. But uh, there you go. That's right. Or a live interview on on film or something. Sure. Yeah. And even then, you'll pick something apart about what you did. You know. So. <laughs> so. But and that's the only time you should. I mean, when when uh, with this reality show, they we did interviews, one-on-one interviews. Um, and I was watching myself, and there was only a couple, couple times where I went, oh, ooh, you know, you know, did I do that? Do I do that? You know, but that's hey, you know, that's me in real life, you know, and I don't really give a shit, you know. I was like, yeah, that is me, so fuck it, I don't give a shit. You that's know? how I feel but, about my radio shows. Uh, I'll listen back at some points, and I'll be like, oh shit, did I really say that? Or yeah, right. you know, and it it sucks sometimes, but you know. I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little bit more critical because I've been doing this for over two years now, and it's kind of like, oh, I'll I'll see an older, uh, you know, an older like I'm sure with you in movies, you know, you might see an older movie that you did uh, that you did, and you're like, you know what, I'm so much better now than I I you know I've learned so much since then, you know, I wouldn't do the same things that I did back then that I do now. You know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah, that could be true. That could be true. But you know, unless you um piss somebody off on an interview or or if you're you had this one question in mind for a week before you asked the question on the on the on the radio and you you even practiced how you were going to say it with what inflection and all that stuff, well then yeah, and it didn't come across good, well then yeah, shame on you. But if something comes out naturally, I'm all for that shit. You know, I mean, I'm just a natural believer that you know, if you got the right intentions and you got a good heart, you know, and your and your your heart's in the right place and all that, whatever comes out comes out. You know, fuck it, and don't look back. I mean, it's hard to look back, anyways, because you're younger, you know, and you 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 knew as much as you knew then. So it's hard for me as an actor to look back and go on chips, let's say, and go, oh shit, I wasn't that good at all. Well, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I was. I mean, I'm an older guy now. I mean, what the fuck? It makes that makes no sense, do I? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a big I'm a big believer in like, and I hate to interrupt you, but I, I just want to make this point. I'm a really big believer in, you know, once you get find your art and you do your art, you know, you cannot ever, ever, ever stomp on it. And I don't care how tiny of a stomp it is. You don't ever do it. You just you keep that thing wrapped up in a blankie and keep it as warm and, and, and cuddly as possible and loved, you know what I mean? Because it's death. It's death when you start criticizing yourself. Yeah. That's a really good point right there. Um, yeah, so, I was going to say, I guess, like, are you also a writer as well? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know if I'm a writer. <laughs> I wrote one thing, and I found that, you know, 
writing is like that was the furthest thing from my mind that I'd that, that'd be like me picking up a paintbrush and start painting. There's just no fucking way I got that shit in me. You know what I mean? Right. But you know, I had this one idea, and what happened throughout you know through the process of writing it, I was like, holy shit! You mean to tell me I got this shit in me too? Which means now I got I got to take kind of responsibility for it. On the on the flip side, it's kind of a drag because I got to take responsibility for it. I don't necessarily have to do anything, but if I don't, you know, that's kind of shitty too. But yeah, I, I had this one idea uh, back on in 2007 on the set of Beg, as a matter of fact, talking to PJ Souls about this idea, and we were laughing about it. And then I left and started thinking about it more and more. I thought, oh man, this would be a you know a great little short horror movie for sure. And I started writing and I couldn't, you know, I don't know how you guys feel because you're both the writers, right? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how it is for you guys, but what started happening was, and I think, you know, uh, Jonathan, you were saying, you know, 30 pages just started flowing out of, out of, out of, out of like a, like a river, right? Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Like I started something on Sunday and I'm already 30 pages in, I think, I think. Right. Brandon, you clocked about 25 pages on the last one. I'm thinking, yeah, about that. Yeah, that's that's what happened to me. All of a sudden, when I opened the door, the floodgates opened up, and all sorts of shit started coming out of me that I was writing down, and I had no idea I knew how to write like that. And I'm like, whoa, it's like somebody somebody different than myself that was coming out of me, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, and uh, I guess are you going to, you're just going to keep, Keep at it and keep plugging away and see how oh, it yeah. goes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It just you know, it's time wise, it's tough, you know. And I gotta, you know, I gotta be, I gotta put myself in a certain place to start writing, and that's tough lately. But yeah, I, I want to definitely. I mean, you know, I let people see it. It's, it's, it's the the script's called the the Agata Minute, and it's about this, uh, you know, my age couple, and I had PJ in mind to play my wife that gets telemarketing calls every night right when they're about to take, you know, they start to eat dinner. But they're not, they're not assholes to the telemarketers. They're really, really, really nice. <laughs> so, and I just went from there. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I got stuff that wants to come out, and I, gotta, I, gotta, I just got to find out what, what, what they are. But you gotta put your, I got to put myself in a, in a quiet time, you know, and just sit there and just wait for it to start coming out. But I, I can feel it in me boiling, so i got to do something about it. You know. Is that going to be like a feature or a short? It's, ri- it's written as a short, but it could definitely go into a feature for sure. Okay. Really cool. But we may, but I, but we may not do that. Me and, uh, when I say we, Kevin McDonald, the, you know, the director and producer of Bag and his wife, I may keep it as a short because we have an idea – uh, spilt milk is a short, and I've got my short, and he's got another short from somebody else, and we may do do something uh, collaborative where we're going to take it to you know maybe an HBO or Showtime or something like that to do almost like a on the vein of a of a Twilight Zone type of thing. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like an anthology kind of thing show. Yeah, yeah, little short stories that you know, or that horror short stories that start off a certain way that I'm not going to say what, how they start out because that's kind of a secret, but, um, you know, and then, you know, you know, week after week or, you know, it's a little half hour stuff that happens. So Brandon we'll and I were talking about, um, right, Brandon, we were talking about a, uh, TV, uh, well, we we're going to do a web series of, uh, 
originally is going to be a web series called The Campfire, and it was going to be like Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was an old uh, TV show that I used to watch. That was kind of like The Twilight Zone and stuff, except it's a bunch of kids telling, you know, uh, camp uh, campfire stories, you know? Yeah, And then you watch, right. the, watch them, you know, coming to life or whatever. And um, I was thinking about doing, like, an adult version of that, you know? Right, and, right, um, right. Some some people were interested at one point, but I think I don't know. I just kind of lost interest in doing that. So, you know. The, yeah, ours is on the same kind of a vein. Same same vein. That's really cool, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Eventually, I'll, I'd love to talk to Kevin about coming on the show too. To when uh, Beg starts really, you know, when he wants when he wants to really come out and talk about it, you know, okay. uh, get him on the show and just t- uh, you know have him. Tell his side of the stories, you know. Yeah, um, that would be. He's yeah, got I think plenty he, of them. Yeah, he does. I mean, you know, he, you know, he, he's got a lot. Yeah, and he'd be more than willing to come out, you know, whenever you're ready. I mean, he's ready now because this, <laughs> this is good, this is going to be, you know, brought out in the summer or or fall of, of this year. So, you know, he's he's really he's he's ready when you're ready. By the way, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely uh, send him a uh, message. And yeah. uh, see when he wants to do that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I really like from when, like I told you before, I like the uh, trailer to Beck, and I'm really excited to see how it's going. And I had no idea, like, because I, I had a feeling it was a slasher, but I, you know, like an homage to the slasher genre. But I guess as it was, a, you know, it kept evolving, right? Like as you said, yeah, it kept changing mm-hmm. a little bit, and it became I guess <coughs> more, you know, epic. You know, and well, here, yeah, that's right. And here's the deal where, where I, you know, and it's not just because of the promotion of the movie, but but it kind of is. I'll be honest with you. You know, it, it is, but in a good way. I mean, there's a lot of fans out there that know about this, and in magazines also and all that, but in the horror industry that know this movie's going on. And he does have a different perspective that would be not necessarily better than mine, maybe, but probably, you know, of how he can explain things that only he knows that I don't know. I just kind of maybe know what I'm talking about as far as certain things, but he knows, you know, about how the whole script evolved and all that stuff. But uh, I know the fans would love to hear from a director and a writer's point of view, because as you know, there's a million, you know, writers out there you know, independent horror writers out there on MySpace that would would benefit hearing how and what he did. So it's not necessarily just to promote Beg and him, but again, it always has to go back to helping others, right? You know? Right. You know, help help giving it back and helping others. Um and like like, you know, with you, you know, it's like, I don't have to do this, but I mean, you know, you're cool and it's helping you and it's helping me and it's, hey, why don't we just do that? Same thing if he got on from a director's and a writer's perspective and a producer on a, on a very, very low budget of how he did this. I think it would help greatly the these independent guys that are getting frustrated or maybe losing hope and go, and he, he goes, oh, no, man, no, I here's what you got to do and here's here's what you can do and all that. I think it would help having him on. Yeah, no, I would you know? definitely uh, try to get him on here. And, um, I mean, we'll we'll try to get as many of the people as we can, you know. Like, that's cool. that's pretty much what the Independent Corner is all about. It's about giving back to everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think I had said it best when I was talking to um, 
Uh, what uh, Lloyd Kaufman's daughter was on the show once, um, Charlotte Kaufman, and Lloyd. Mm-hmm. You know, you know Lloyd Kaufman. I'm sure you met mm-hmm. him. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he he was saying that, he, uh, or she was saying, she asked me, you know, what the show is, and I just said it was an independent. Uh, you know, it's a way to give people a voice and be heard. And she was like, "That's very cool. My father would love this." You know, and I was right. like. You know, I thought that was awesome. You know, I really appreciated that, too. You and know? it is. I mean, it's it's an honor for me to be on your show. I mean, believe me. I mean, it might sound funny or it might sound, you know, like I'm being completely honest with you, though. You know, once I choose, then I know, I know I'm making the right choice, and it's an honor, you know. I mean, shit. You know, I mean, you know. I don't have you, to. You didn't and have no, to come out here no, and talk for an hour. And, no, and, yeah, and nobody has to be even interested in me, bro. You know what I mean? They don't have to be, you know. Yeah. So I'm honored, you know, for the interest, you know. Well, thank you so much. We uh, we went over time, so people are going to be able to hear this in the archives, but right, they can't hear it right now uh, live. Yeah. But uh, uh, but thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure, uh, you know, you've been a really, really cool, insightful person. Um, I appreciate you too. Yeah, you too. and um, uh, Brandon, what do you think? I was I was entertained. I, I actually <laughs> liked uh, how it went. I liked hearing, you know, just you know, I, I like to hear everybody's perspective on everything because I, I don't think there's like one perfect way. And That's you know, right. so it's always good to hear other people's experiences and and everything else like you know like we were just talking about just helping everybody out because it's something that's hard enough to do whether you're an actor or a writer or a director or whatever and it is easy to get frustrated and so many you know some of our greatest talents probably no one ever saw because they gave up and yeah so it's good they lost faith. they lost yeah they lost faith they lost hope all that that's exactly right right yeah yeah, and it doesn't have to be that way, Brandon. You know, it just doesn't. You know, all you got to do is lend a helping hand if you believe in somebody, and that's what I did with Kevin. And it's like, you know, he was – the thing about him, every time I mention a new name in his movie, he just was the same exact way, just totally humbled but yeah. but not intimidated. You know what I mean? He'd tell me, Tony Todd's coming out. Oh, my God, I'm scared shitless. I would have blah, blah, blah. But but he you know when Tony Todd comes out he was fine he was totally cool you know <laughs> shouldn't have break inside but but he was totally okay on the outside you know but it's that kind of stuff that you it's such a it's such a fun thing for me to do because it's like God how great is that man I mean I remember how this all worked way back when for me and now he's I'm watching him go through it fun fun you know so my yeah that's my whole thing and that's why I come on here because I you know, uh, and talk about this stuff because I think uh, what I've known, what I've learned in the last three and a half years of the independent horror and horror conventions and all that, it's a real small, tight-knit family, but it seems like everybody's floundering and doesn't have a direction and nobody's helping anybody and, you know, or not really not helping anybody, but pretty much. And why not, you know, why not try to do something, you know? And that's that's the kind of the sucky thing about it is uh, everybody's, out trying to just look out for umer, uh, you know numero uno, so they're not mm-hmm. actually going out and helping other people at all. And you never know who you're going to want to help out, you know, because the person right, who may it. be a douchebag to is the person who may become, uh, you know, more famous than you are, you know. And, right. Right. You know, I mean, you just you got to watch out who you're, uh, you know. So. Got to be very careful. It's not even, That's right. It's not even so much someone becoming famous. I think 
like I, I, I've uh, for a couple of films I've recommended special effects artists I know or uh, composers I know and you know I, I didn't get anything for that but I, I felt good that I was able to get people that I you know enjoy being around uh, a, a job and you know so there's also something it just makes you feel good to actually unite people and that's something I I've, I've to actually do and I don't understand why some people don't. <laughs> I right, fucked up right. a couple uh, actresses that I've known from my radio show and stuff and other things, and um, in a way, in a roundabout way, I've you know I've hooked them up with gigs, you know, because I'll mention them in passing to somebody else. Somebody else will tell somebody, you know, and then right, all right. of a sudden they'll contact those people and say, "Hey, would you like to be in my movie? I heard about you through so and so," and then all of a sudden I'll get an email from somebody going, "Hey, you know." Uh, you know, I heard that you said to this person that I was good in this and blah blah blah. And thank you so, thank you so much. And I'm like, really? You know, like I was like, that's great. It's great that you know. But I didn't mean to, like I I didn't think about like I wasn't there trying to like like push on them. You know, on these people. It just you know it happened that way, and it's great. Right. You know, I love I love right. helping people out. You know, that's. Right. Kind of what I mean. This is what the show's about, and this is what I'm about. You know, I'm about uh, you know being cool to people and helping people out. You know, it's it's the best way to be. And you know, Jonathan, you have my phone number. I want you to pass it on uh, off air to Brandon, and and I mean that. And you know, and you know, uh, say you know if you need anything or uh, whatever, just stay in touch with me and don't be shy to call me. Either one of you guys. You know what I mean? Definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, because, you know, there's, you know, creative minds got to stick together. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, good luck, good luck, uh, you know, finishing up Beg. And um, also good luck, um, you know, getting your other uh, project off the ground, your short film. And so your reality show and every, geez, everything you're doing. You're, you're <laughs> yeah, a busy, busy guy. Bunch, yeah, there's a bunch of other shit, too. That's just unreal. Yeah. You know. And I'll, <laughs> let Kevin, I'll, I'll let Kevin know that you're going to contact him so he, so he, he, he knows. Okay. Definitely, I'll uh, I'll, I'll probably uh, contact him tomorrow to let him well, know. So. I'll, I'll give him the I'll give him the heads up so he knows what's going on, so he doesn't know it's bogus or whatever. So, he yeah, he that. doesn't go, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's so humble. He he'd probably think it's is a prank or something. <laughs> <laughs> sure, well, you know, he's he's probably be too scared to uh to check things and check into things because he just doesn't know what's 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 real and what's not. You know, and I right. totally understand well, because. Like yeah. I wasn't sure. N- no offense, but I wasn't sure if you're. Uh, even though you said this is the real to- uh, Tony Moran on MySpace, I didn't know if it was somebody else who was running it. And you know, I had you to, sometimes I have to go through <laughs> managers and agents and stuff to get to people. Right. So uh, no, I, I totally understand. Yep. So I, I I wasn't sure, and I thought, well, I, I'll just do it. What the heck? And if if it was to your, you know, somebody else, and they say, hey, can you direct this to? The man, uh, to his manager, I'd be like, okay, no problem. As long as people give me emails, I, you know, I work my magic. You know, try to get cool. people out here, and yeah. that's how I got Adam Green. Uh, his manager loved me. Uh, apparently, loved uh, the um, the email I sent him. You know, that's the way you came across, Jonathan, for sure. That's right. That's yeah. right. All that's all that matters. You know. Yeah. So well, thank you so much, and. Um, uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll try to get you back on the show too. Um, you know, close to when begs out and stuff like that. Right. If you want to, if you want to come back so, on, love to, you know. love to. Right, Brandon, it was you. great meeting you. 
great meeting you, Brandon. Get my number from Jonathan. All right, definitely. And I'll see you in a few days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, I can give it to you then if you need to. Right. That also. Yeah. Right. Either way. I forgot right, about cool. that. All right. Cool. You, you, hey, guys, have a great night, and I, and I so appreciate you having me on the on the show, man. It's been a great time for me. And it's been a great time for both of us too. Okay. So, thank you. Well, you talk to you back. Okay. All right. All right, that was a good one. Yeah, that was that was great. Uh, I, I I almost didn't know when to interject because he had, he made a lot of very good points. I, I felt so, really uh, bad. Like I I was I was gonna say something, and then he felt bad for interrupting me. But um, really, you know, I I I wanted him to. I was like, go ahead, you know. So yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I'm 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 gonna keep posting this one a few times once it's in the archive because I think it uh I think it's one of the better ones that could benefit some people. Um, especially what we started talking about at the end about people, uh, you know, maybe losing hope and everything. Which and that, and also about uh, just the acting, uh, you know, experiences and stuff like that. Uh, it kind of gives more actors a uh, insider's look into everything, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, yeah, no, um, yeah. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll talk to you soon. And uh, thanks, Brandon, for coming back on and. We'll we'll try to keep making this a uh, regular uh, co-hosting thing if you want. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, all pending schedule, but right now. Uh, yeah, pending schedules. That you're uh, pretty busy. <laughs> well, I, well, uh, I don't know, well, you told me to mention it. I also, for the people listening, after the download, I also now co-host HorrorNews.net's podcast, which is at uh, 11:30 Eastern Time, 8:30 Pacific on Sundays. Um, with a day in Cenobite Dave, so everyone should check that out too. But everybody should definitely check out also horrornews.net. Uh, horror period. You know. Yeah, yeah, they're they're right. really. It's it's in this whole scheme of all the horror sites, they're I believe they're newer, but they're really coming up the ladder pretty quick, and they got a lot of a lot of good people writing for them. So, you know, good things. And uh, you know, I, I have been thinking about hosting shows more for a while after doing, like, the, the first spot I had as a guest on yours, and then, I mean, on this one, <laughs> and uh, then the spots on HMF. And, uh, you know what, even if I am busy, and if I'm tired, and I'm working on something, and the show's going to be on in 20 minutes, I think I should still do them. Hell, you know, keep things yeah. out there and people talking. Keep and talking. three three board guys, don't forget about that. <laughs> yes, when we do another <laughs> we'll wonder if we'll ever do that again. Uh, it'll have to. It might have to be changed. The title is uh, Two Board Guys." <laughs> Two Board Guys and a chick. If Day comes on, or Brooke, <laughs> or anybody else we're friends with, you know, that wants to come on and say anything that you know, remotely interesting, I guess. I don't know. Three Board Guys is just really supposed to be just that. <laughs> you know, like Independent Corner is like you know about the entertainment industry, but really. Three board guys three, is anything, you know. Three board guys, Wayne's world. It's Wayne's world. <laughs> Brandon and John's world. <laughs> Baron's world. <laughs> coast to coast, literally now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People can check it out. So, um, well, thanks, Brandon, for coming on again. And uh, we will. Uh, the sooner that we get off, the sooner it can archive, so we can, yeah. uh, you know, let people know about this and uh, get it out. And, um, I, you know, I don't know how many people were listening. I haven't yet to check that out. But um, everybody listening, um, thank you so much. And uh, 
hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking to Tony. I mean, that was I, I was I, I think you were surprised because I told him that I told you that he uh, was interested, and you're like, really? He well, yeah, and I was glad that he remembered me after meeting him a, a couple of times, maybe uh, uh, two years and a year ago. So yeah. Yeah, that, that's good when people actually you know pay attention to to everybody and yeah. keep up. And I, I think I think Chris and I had given had given him a, a copy of Methodic. So, uh, okay. So that yeah, was it, probably what he was remembering. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you, you know, it's 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 good when people are, are cool like that because some people aren't. Well, uh, thanks, and uh, we'll uh, try to I guess do it. I'm I'm not sure what we're doing next week. Um, it's right now. It's really like day by day. You know. Yeah. Um, Next week could be interesting because that's when I'm showing up at Fango. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see if somebody's around. So maybe your Fango idea is a good idea after all. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if, uh, you know, Thursday night, yeah, you'll be showing up there and then you can walk around and <laughs> pass it off pass. to somebody or something. <laughs> well, pass, well, last year I was, I was in New York City when L.A. Fango was going on. And uh, I was talking to Brooke Lewis on the phone, and she was drunk. And she passed her phone to Will from Horror Yearbook, and we were just like, "Hey man, how's it going? Uh, where'd Brooke go?" And we talked for like 30 minutes, and she never came back from her phone. So, if it, if there is a show next week from Fango, hopefully I am not drunk and I remember my phone. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I will. Uh, we. I'll. I'll. I'll find out. I'll call you up before then. <laughs> like, no, I, I won't be. Just, uh, unlike the Brandon of the past, I'm a little bit more chill now. Okay, so we'll 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 see though, you know, because you you might go back into your uh, old habits, you know. Well, plus, plus it's uh, plus it's I'm celebrating my birthday during that. Summer, oh, so. that, see, I, now I don't know at all what's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll be great. Uh, when when is your birthday, by the way? It's actually April twenty sixth. April twenty sixth. Okay, so all right. I thought it was like closer to, than that, but. Uh, I'm a Taurus on the cusp of Aries. Ooh. Well, if Farron was on, he'd make a big deal about the Aries thing, but he's not. Mm. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's get this archived, and then everybody can come listen, and uh, we can we can start linking it to different stuff and getting people out there. Um, Definitely. But all right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, talk to you soon, John Moody. All right, and everybody have a good night. All right. Good night, everyone. <laughs>